And Big Show is tapping. Big Show is tapping, but the referee is down. Mike Keown is down and out. The tornado may break the, the game. Wait a minute. A train. The A train. The A train. The hell? No. just said, what the hell was that all about? Right here in front of us, that's what Paul Heyman said. Well, A-Train and Big Show running, mates, running, buddies. Watching out, Big Show's back, A-Train But is. the damage was done, the A-Train with that vicious backbreaker. This is bad, Cole. This is bad. Brock Lesnar nowhere to be seen. A-Train nailing that backbreaker on Angle. The ref's out. Paul Heyman looking on at Kurt Angle. Looking on at his client, The Big Show. Uh-oh. The Big uh -oh. Show is going to kill off the church land. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Lester is fucked. Lester is fucked. It's fucked. He's done before. He's done again. is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, it, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he bent me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important. 
important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name, that happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character.
welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling i'm your host jp job Haas. with me today is a very very special guest he is of course an olympic gold medalist a wb hall of famer a multiple time world champion in every promotion he's been in he is mr kurt angle kurt welcome back to the two-man power trip how are you doing you. thanks for having me on the show again what's going on in your world what have you been up to oh just having knee replacement surgeries uh getting through that right now it's been about a month and i'm I'm still roughing it, but I'm I'm getting there. Man, that's crazy. You had both knees replaced, right? Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, about a month ago. What was that like? I mean, that's that sound just sounds like, oh man, like that's not good. Well, you know, usually you have one at a time because right. you know, it's it's you're gonna be uh destabilized. And uh so with me, you know, the thing is I wanted to get them out of the way. I just wanted to get them done and move forward with my life and not have to worry about the other down the road. Now, how are you feeling though? Are you are you mobilized? Are you able to walk around? Yeah, I can walk around. I'm still in a lot of pain though. What it was that like? Time. What's that like for you though? Because you're like the supreme athlete. You're you know you always seem like you're you're on the on the go. I'm uh, just doing the rehab, doing what I'm supposed to do, and hopefully, you know, my knees will feel a lot better in the next few weeks. Now, did you do this any for any specific reason? Maybe a comeback, like something like that, or, or no? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. My knees were shot. I had to have them done. I, I didn't have a choice. It's funny because you see Ric Flair, right, seventy-three years old, mm-hmm. returning to the ring for one final time. What about Kurt Angle? Maybe one last time. One last time. <laughs> not with the knee replacements. No, I'm not going to mess these knees up. <laughs> Could you do it though? You think maybe? I have no idea, and I don't. I'm not going to try. No. <laughs> Tim, when I saw that first, I, you know, not thinking clearly, but I was like, "Wow, I wonder if he's getting ready for like a return." Like, I wonder if he's getting himself back in, in shape. You know, I'm just trying to have a better quality of life. I'm not trying to get back in the ring. I just want to feel better about my body. What do you think about Flair doing it? Oh, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, I, I think that if he's going to do it, I'm not sure who he's going to wrestle. I was told possibly Ricky Morton or uh, maybe even Jay Lethal, but I think Rick needs to go with a younger wrestler, somebody that can carry him a little bit better. If he goes with an older wrestler, it's going to look a little bit like two old men wrestling. And I think that Rick needs a younger talent uh, to be able to have a good, a great match if he wants to have a great match. I just talked to him and he was talking about like, you know, he feels like he's fundamentally there, but do you think like being fundamentally good, but being ring shape, I mean, that's completely different. Like, will he be able to do it? Rick's always been able to, he's always been able to adapt. Um, You know, even when he took time off from wrestling, I remember one time he didn't wrestle for two years and I got in the ring with him and he, he lasted the whole match 20 minutes long. I didn't have a problem. So Rick, Rick seems to always be prepared no matter what. <laughs> I think it was, what, 15, 16 years ago maybe you guys had that match? It was actually really good, I remember. Yeah, I, I think it was on Raw. I'm not sure what yep. city. I think Anaheim, California. But it wasn't a bad match at all. Yeah, it kind of showed like, wow, look, Flair can still go. I mean, you're obviously part of that too. But it, like, it looks like, wow, look at Flair. He could still go. Yeah, Rick, uh, you know what? He, he was gone at that point in time, and that was 20 years ago. Uh, I know he's in his 70s now, but I think that Rick will, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And were you happy with like the end of your career, the end of your run? Because it seemed like Flair wasn't, and that's kind of why he wants to do it on his own terms. Were you happy with the way it ended for you? 
No, not at all. Uh, I went back to WLB. Uh, it wasn't uh, a big welcome home. It was more of a, you know, uh, we're going to show you what you did when you left us. And I didn't have any hard feelings about it, but, you know, Vince McMahon just didn't have any plans for me. And uh, I was doing more jobs than I was winning. And um, I, I don't blame him for that. Uh, you know, I left the company high and dry in 2006 and coming back uh, to retire. Um, I think he felt that I was a little bit of a liability because of my broken necks. Uh, I had four broken necks in the in WWE back in the 2000s. And uh, I also had a painkiller problem uh, that I actually, um, you know, got myself out of. But I think that he felt I was a little bit of a liability. So he didn't want to utilize me the way he should have. Do you think that in your mind, though, like, hey, like, I'm Kurt Angle, though, like a Kurt freaking Angle over here. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I, what can you do? <laughs> you know, it's Vince McMahon. He's going to he's going to do what he wants to do. And uh, you don't really have control over that. So you just have to go with the flow. Do you think that you see some other guys maybe get like a Shawn Michaels-esque retirement tour or something like that? I know you said you left them high and dry, but still Kurt Angle. WB legend, wrestling legend. It could have been better, should have been better. I think it should have been planned out more. Well, I did too, but uh, that wasn't in the plans. And I, I think it had to do with I spent more time in TNA than I did WWE. And I think that was uh, the, the downfall of my return. <laughs> you know, I, I only spent six and a half years in WWE at the beginning. And then I went to TNA for 11 years. And then I finished my career with WWE. So, uh, you know, I was more of a TNA wrestler, to be honest with you. When you look at that, it's crazy to think like, because everybody knows the WB stuff, but do you think you were better in TNA? Yeah, because I, I matured as a wrestler. Um, I, you know, when I started out in WWE, I only had eight months experience when I started on TV. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I, I would listen to my, my opponent. and He would lead me through the matches. And I was learning very quickly. But I didn't get into my groove until around 2006 uh, when I became the best wrestler in the world. And that's when I left the WWE and went to TNA. And I had a, a much more formidable career in TNA, a lot better matches, I'd have to say. But I had some great ones in WWE, too, so I can't complain. Oh, no doubt. Uh, it's great matches everywhere. But it's funny to think like, okay, you know, you're wrestling, you know, Benoit and Eddie and Lesnar. But you may have had be better matches with Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and like Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, even Stinger. Um, you know, I, 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 I was, like I said, I was, uh, I was really fixated on my career at that point in time. I uh, uh, was a lot better of a wrestler, and I developed more, and uh, I was able to have much better matches at, at that point in time. When you are getting better, like, are you learning psycho the psychology more? Are you selling more? Like, well, what's the difference? Uh, getting comfortable. You know, you, you do it by repetition. The more you wrestle, the more comfortable you get in the ring. The more, you know, you uh, you have less jitters. You know, you're more relaxed and you're able to uh, learn the psychology a lot more. Because when you're nervous and jittery, you're not thinking psychology. You just want to get the match done. And uh, so I was able to learn how to take my time and slow down. Now, you mentioned Vince. Obviously, you know, he's got his own troubles right now. Yeah, he's going through some stuff. Do you did you always have like a good relationship, bad relationship? Like, what's the relationship like with Vince? And is there any relationship today with him? Oh, I have a great relationship with Vince. I did when I started. Uh, I got a little shady uh, after I left. Uh, you know, I I was pretty um, 
you know, I, I was pretty bitter about the what what transpired with uh, you know with my injuries and uh, the painkiller problem, and it was just uh, a lot going on at that particular time. And uh, I stopped contact with Vince when I went to TNA, but when I when WWE called me back uh, for my retirement, uh, we 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 uh, left off where we started. Um, uh, basically, uh, we we became close again, and. Uh, he was always a father figure to me, and he still was when I returned to WWE. I remember hearing a story. I think you were getting in a fight with him, or about to get in a fight with him, or you thought you were going to get in a fight <laughs> with him. Vince wanted to fight me. Yeah. <laughs> that was the meeting when I left the company. And um, what happened was I was, uh, at that particular time, I was um, taking a lot of painkillers. And uh, uh, I, I didn't take them before my matches. I never wrestled high. Uh, on painkillers, but I would take them afterward. And I was texting Vince and calling him and leaving him messages. And I was threatening him. <laughs> and it's crazy because I don't remember doing it. And yeah. when, I, when I went to meet with him, when I wanted to leave the company, um, he had a bunch of uh, text messages typed down on paper. And I'm reading them. And it says, Vince, when I see you, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Vince, when I see you, I'm going to kick your ass. And I was like, holy crap. I was actually text him this and he got up and said you want to kick my ass let's go right now and i was like holy shit uh, vince mcmahon wants to fight me i immediately got up and left the room uh, i just had too much respect i'm not gonna fight Vince man anyway but um i just uh felt like um i let him down you know with the with the text messages and stuff and uh the, the what was going on at that particular time was i was getting injured and uh they were continu continuing to keep me on the road. Uh, you know, I was doing a full-time schedule. I wanted to go part-time. Uh, they wouldn't allow me to do that. So I started lashing out. And, uh, and unfortunately, it was my fault. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I'm the only one that can take the blame for that. Uh, Vince had nothing to do with it. Who would have won? <laughs> I don't know. Vince is a pretty tough guy. <laughs> He's a pretty big dude, too. I always hear stories of him challenging the, the guys. Is that like normal for him? Like he thinks he could take everybody? Well, no. I, I mean, Vince Vince is one of those guys that wants to feel what it, see what it feels like to be, like if Mike Tyson came to him, uh, Vince would say, hey, punch me in the face. I want to see what it feels like. He wants, you know, when, when we were, we were on a plane one time and he was drinking a lot of wine and he kept uh, jumping on me. He wanted to wrestle me. It was a plane ride from hell. Um, and uh, Vince kept jumping on me and wrestling me because he wanted to see what it felt like to wrestle an Olympic gold medalist. Vince always wants to have that feeling. Um, uh, he always wants to be around the best. He wants to be able to compete with the best. He's very competitive. It seems like um, like he is super competitive, but it seems like he's like one of the boys. Like He wants to get in there and, and uh, you know wrestle with uh, some of the boys. Uh, yeah, well, you know, Vince, Vince does that. I mean, there are certain times when he does get in the ring and wrestle with the boys, uh, whether or not he's testing himself, which I think he is, um, you know, I, the fans love to watch him wrestle, <laughs> you know, he's a big draw, you know, anytime he gets in that ring fans or the pay-per-view, they want to see him wrestle. Yeah. Even if he's not the most athletic, he's Vince, you know what I mean? He's yes, got that, he's that man. Yes, you're absolutely right. Like I've heard of him challenging Lesnar before, which may not be some of the, you know, the smartest thing to do. Brock is, is a monster. 
Yeah, but Vince is a tough dude. He can take the he'll he'll take the punishment, no doubt about it. <laughs> now, what about you and Brock? Obviously, you guys have have a, a storied history, and I know we've talked about this before, the last time a little bit. It was about WrestleMania nineteen. You wrestled. I mean, you were really injured, and and you know you you did the favors for Brock, and you put him over. But what about wrestling Brock? Uh, wrestling Brock, me. Oh, we, we did. We had a wrestling match. We did. Uh, no, so we I mean, WrestleMania uh, 19 and putting him over. But what, like, what's, what's it no, feel we like? We did a real wrestling match. Oh, 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 you mean for real? Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah, that was, geez, that was uh, when Brock first started. Um, what happened oh. was uh, the Brooklyn Brawler went to Brock and said, Hey, how, what do you think would happen if you and Kurt wrestled? And Brock said, I would kick his ass because he's too small. So Brooklyn Brawler told me about it, and I went up to Brock, and I said, if you can kick my ass, let's get in the ring right now. <laughs> he said, I, I have sandals on. I said, that's all right. Let's take our shoes off. He said, nah, nah. So, so I let it go, and the following week, he was in the ring with Big Show, and uh, they were actually wrestling for real, and Brock was picking him up and slamming him on his back. I mean, he was manhandling Big Show. It was scaring the crap out of me because Big Show at that particular time was 530 pounds. And Brock was just picking yeah. him up and slamming him easily. I was like, maybe this guy is, uh, uh, you know, impossible to beat. Um, but um, what I did is Big Show was facing me and Brock's back was to me. They were in the ring and I was on the ring apron. And Big Show looked at me and I said, get out of the ring. And he said, okay. And when he left, I walked up behind Brock and tapped him on the shoulder. I said, it's time to go. And uh, we went. And you know what? Uh, the rumor is that I kicked his ass. Not true. It was a really close match. I, I took him down a couple times. Uh, he didn't take me down at all. But it, it was a, it was a pretty tight match. But the, who won? Kurt Angle. <laughs> nice. See, I got confused. I was thinking you meant like actual wrestling. I didn't know he was like a shoot fight. So that's awesome. Like well, real. Shoot fight, real. A shoot wrestling match. Right. Yeah, right. Amateur wrestling match. Yeah. Right. But that's great, though. I mean, he, he's probably got, what, 60 pounds on you, and you're able to get the victim. I mean, it's so unbelievable. Probably about 85, 90 pounds, yeah. Wow. I was 220. Brock was around 300, 305. Wow. How'd you do it, though? Like, you just technique? Yeah, all technique. That's that's all I could do. You know, um, I'm not going to outpower him, or, or I'm not a better athlete than Brock. But, um, you know, using the technique and – also conditioning. I was getting him tired, and uh, that's when the takedown started occurring. So, uh, you know, there's just some tricks that I had up my sleeve when I wrestled Brock. That's great. Was he shocked, though, like at your power? And, I mean, obviously your Olympic gold medals, but was he shocked at all that he wasn't able to throw you around? No, no, I don't, I don't... with that. Uh, he never portrayed that at, at all. Uh, um, you know, he, I think that Brock thought he had, a, had a chance to beat me. And I think, uh, you know, nine out of 10 people would have probably thought Brock would have won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have like, just, I know you're Olympic gold medal, but he's like, oh, okay, he's got 80 pounds. You know, he might, he might just, just on pure strength and size be able to do it, but technique wins the day. Right. Right. You're absolutely right. Now with you, I'm not talking about like WB style wrestling and in the match WrestleMania 19. What's he like in the ring? Is is he easy? Is he is he is he snug? Is he stiff? Is he is he rough? He's, like, what's he's he like? one of the best workers in the business. Um, very light. Uh, uh, he he knows how to go. He he knows psychology. The kid is uh, he picked it up very quickly, and he was really talented. Uh, very mature for his age back then because he was only like 
22 years old when he started in WWE. And uh, he always had it. He, he was a great talent, uh, one of the best. When WrestleMania 19 comes around, you were very injured, right? You almost didn't do the match. Yeah, I, I broke my neck and uh, I had some problems. Um, you know, what, what happened was uh, I decided not to wrestle at WrestleMania 19. And um, uh, long story short was I was supposed to do the job for Brock um, a week before WrestleMania because of my neck was broken. So Vince wanted to take the title off me. So he wanted me to go on SmackDown the week before WrestleMania and basically just have Brock do his F5 and pin me and, and win, the, win the match, win the title. And uh, I went to my neighbor's house uh, uh, about a week before that. And um, this kid named Johnny, a uh, very special kid, um, he, uh, he showed me a, 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 a magazine. It was a direct TV magazine. And it was me and Brock on the cover. And it was like, it was a big deal, you know, WrestleMania 19 uh, coming up soon. And uh, he said, Kurt, I really wish you would wrestle WrestleMania. And literally, I started crying. <laughs> so I called Vince and said, hey, instead of doing that match on SmackDown, why don't we just go WrestleMania? I'll do what I can, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. Man, and it's a great match, too. I know Brock gets knocked out a little bit, obviously, doing the, the <laughs> He almost broke his breath. neck, I know. <laughs> and you know what? The, my, my biggest fear was that I'd have to keep the title another month because I, brought, I thought Brock broke his neck, and he was out cold. And I covered him, and I didn't think he was going to kick out. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to hold this title for another month. I won't be able to get my surgery. And uh, right away, anyway. And uh, Brock kicked out. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a beast. And uh, at that point in time, I said, hey, I'm going to pick you up, uh, cut me off, and give me the F5. And he did. And uh, that was the end of the match. But it was, it was a crazy match. Crazy time in the business, too. Was the Shooting Star Press supposed to be the finish? Uh, yes, the Shooting Star Press was supposed to be the finish. It was my idea because Brock was using it in OVW. Um, uh, so, I, you know, the thing is, I, I don't know if I was too far out, but it was when Brock went to do it, he kind of second-guessed himself and did like a stutter. And then he went, and uh, he didn't make the full rotation. He landed on his head, and it was just crazy. I mean... Everybody was just in shock. <laughs> I noticed too because I've seen him do it before on tape where he just does it smooth. This he did a little hesitation and then he did it, which definitely screwed up his timing. I think that definitely kind of messed him up and just screwed up the timing uh, of the whole thing. It, it, threw, it threw him off and it kind of threw you off. He didn't make it. He didn't make the rotation because he did stutter. Uh, it didn't go right, right away. He wasn't sure about the move. And he he just kind of second guessed himself. Man, it's crazy to think about. Like, real, you know, real stuff happens in the main event of WrestleMania like that. And you were quick on the fly to kind of change it and, and basically fit, save the match. Yeah, well, you have to. You know, there's not, no, nothing else you can do but uh, make the best of it and the most of it. And that's what I did. I didn't do anything crazy. I didn't come up with an incredible finish. I just told Brock to F5 me and finish the match. <laughs> Amazing, just like the the history of that, uh, you know, just of, of putting it all together and it happening like that, because that's a huge show. It's WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like, if it doesn't go down with Lesnar winning it, you you're injured. You might have to still wrestle. I mean, crazy to think what could have what could have happened. Yeah, you're absolutely right. 
Now, who were some of your just favorite opponents? I know we talked about Broxton, but who were some of your favorite opponents just of all time, TNA or, or WWE? Uh, Chris Benoit was my favorite to work with. Um, he matched my intensity, and that's why I really enjoyed working with him. His technique was incredible, too. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero, Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, The Rock, Austin, Triple H. Uh, I had a lot of great matches. John Cena, Randy Orton. Uh, I had them with, with all the Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers. Uh, with TNA, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sting, uh, Abyss, Bobby Roode, James Storm. Jeez, uh, so many great wrestlers. Uh, TNA had some great ones, too. I was really, uh, I was really proud of my career. What it was, what I was able to do in both companies. When you look at it, like who you've wrestled, I mean, who's who, and you've had great matches with everybody. I'm thinking about like Steve Austin and him making that comeback. Also, was another guy I was thinking about when I was saying Flair making a comeback. What do you think about Austin coming back? I mean, that was kind of crazy. I mean, you guys had great matches, but that was 20 years ago. Yeah, well, you know what, Austin, uh, I felt very badly about the way his career ended. Um, you know, he uh, he walked out of the company. Um, he was having issues with his lower back, and uh, uh, he didn't feel like um, – he didn't want to have surgery on his back, so he decided that he was going to leave the company. And I think that uh, leaving that way left a bitter taste in his mouth. I think coming back here last year uh, was redemption for him. I think um, it's something that he always wanted to do in the back of his head. And he realized that he's not getting any younger, so he has to do it now or never. And uh, I'm so happy that he did that because it just shows how big of a superstar he was. If you would have heard that arena when he came out, it was the loudest pop I've ever heard in my life. Of any athlete, wrestler, anything, any celebrity, Stone Cold Steve Austin is absolutely loved by everybody, all generations. Does that give you any sort of like inkling? Like, oh man, an itch, maybe an itch to get out there? No, no, no I, I don't, I don't want to get in there. It's, it, I, I know my capabilities. I know my limitations and, you know, I've had a lot of neck injuries. I have a bad, a bad back. I have bad knees. It's uh, just not possible for me. Do you have any regrets looking back? Like as far as a career, I know there must be some, but anything like sticks out, like maybe you regret or something you wish you would have done differently or could have done differently? Um, I, I think, uh, maybe ironing out, the the, the situation I had with WWE, I, I wish my career was a little bit longer there. I think, um, that if I would have done that, um, uh, I'd be, uh, held in a higher regard in the WWE community. Uh, you know, being sit there six and a half years, I think it was long enough to gain a lot of fans respect. But uh, not long enough to be, you know, to be in that, um, you know, that, that group of guys, the Austin, the Triple, or, um, um, Triple H, uh, Hulk Hogan, The Rock. I'm up there with those guys, but uh, I just feel like if I would have had a couple more years behind me, uh, I'd be up there right with them. What do you think is like the biggest accomplishment in the wrestling career? Now, I know obviously a gold medal, but I mean, pro wrestling career. Um, you know, winning the world titles, uh, it, it's, it, it shows that the company believes in you. It gives you the stamp of approval that you're one of the best workers in the company. Um, uh, you know, winning the title means a lot. And uh, it's not just because they want to push you. It's because they trust you with it. 
And uh, it's a great accomplishment. I, I won six world titles in WWE. Uh, I averaged about one a year, which was pretty good. Uh, and I also won, I think, six world titles in TNA. So I, I did pretty well for my career. What do you think is like the legacy? What people are going to say about you like years from now, like the stamp? I know the three eyes is going to be probably right there with you. But like what like what are people going to say, Kurt Angle, like hard worker, like the hardest worker? Like what are they going to say? What's the legacy of Kurt Angle? I think that I'm up there in the top five as one of the one of the best overall entertainers and wrestlers of all time. Um, you know, I've, I've proven myself in the ring. I've proven myself on the microphone. Um, you know, I've, I've done some really funny skits. Uh, I've been a badass, the wrestling machine. Uh, I've been a lot of different characters and very proud of my career. And uh, I feel that uh, uh, it deserves a lot of respect. Do you mind like when people are like, oh, Kurt Angle, like the comedy stuff? Do you mind when they mix that in, or is that all sports entertainment? It's you don't care, like because you're a legit badass. You know what I mean? Like, there's always yeah, that. Oh, I, I love the comedy. I would have kept doing it if Vince McMahon uh, didn't stop me. Vince wanted the fans to take me more seriously, so I had to cut out my comedy, and that's when I became the wrestling machine. But I loved doing the comedy. It was a lot of fun. I couldn't wait to come to work every week and do what I was doing. Uh, it was a blast especially doing the skits with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Jimmy Crackcorn, and I don't care, right? <laughs> Where does that come from? Just naturally, you had that in you, and you just you know, dying to get it out? I, I didn't know. I didn't even know I had it. It just kind of happened. And uh, I had a great writer in WWE. His name was Brian Gewurz, and we had great chemistry together. Uh, he could finish my sentence. I could finish his sentence. Uh, we just had uh, – we had a, a great repertoire, and uh, we were really good together. Now, hypothetically, like dream matches, I know that term's thrown out there, but like Bret Hart versus you would definitely be one. Would there any be a guy like today, not saying you're coming back because you said you're not, but like any guy today that, that like is on your radar, like oh, I'd love to wrestle that guy or maybe a few guys? Oh, uh, yeah. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Um, uh, th those two guys have uh, been able to really uh, – lead the company, the WWE, uh, especially today. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for Roman because, you know, Vince McMahon pushed him from the beginning and he wasn't ready to be pushed. And the fans started hating him and uh, he had to dig himself out of the hole. And uh, it was a really deep hole too. And he did it. I mean, to be able to come out of that and, uh, and prove to everybody that you're the best worker in the business, that's amazing. I mean, especially... Uh, you know, the thing is when Vince McMahon wants to push someone and the fans don't think that he deserves it, uh, the fans are going to shit on him. And uh, they were shitting on Roman for a while, but not anymore. He, uh, he, he's earned everybody's respect. Okay, he's the top guy now, for sure, the top, top draw. With, like, current wrestling, do you watch a lot of current wrestling or no? Here and there, I don't watch a lot of it, but I, I try to keep up with it. Um, watch AEW every once in a while. Um, I watched WWE. I watched SmackDown this past week. Uh, wanted to see what Vince McMahon had to say. Uh, wanted to see uh, Matt Riddle wrestle. Uh, I love that kid. He's a he's a great wrestler. Uh, so I keep I, I watch it here and there. What did you think about it? Did you like it? What you saw? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like the Attitude Era. You know, we we were able to 
the company was a little more forgiving back then. We were able to do a lot of rated R stuff. Uh, now, you know, with the PG era, uh, they're really, um, you know, they're, they're stuck in a corner. You know, they, they have uh, painted themselves into a corner uh, and they, they can't really take a lot of chances because it's a publicly traded company. And so, you're, you know, and you have a lot of kids watching the show now. Back in the Attitude Era, it was young adults and, and teenagers. Um, so it, it's a lot different. Uh, uh, the viewership now is a lot different. It's kids and parents. For sure. Now, as we wind down, we head towards the finisher. What's next for you? What do you, what do you got coming up next? Uh, well, I have a podcast called The Kurt Angle Show that I do every week. And I also have a supplement company called Physically Fit Nutrition. Uh, we have uh, these products called Chicken Snacks and Snack Smart Crispy Protein Bites. They're, uh, you can get them at physicallyfit.com. There are 11 different flavors, high protein, low carbohydrate. They're incredible. Uh, my company's doing really well with these. I'm very proud of it. How's the podcast going? How's everything going? You're, are you still enjoying doing it? It's going good. It? It's going good. We, we, we have a, probably one guest a month, and the rest of the time I talk about my career, uh, different staples in my career, uh, different dates, you know, WrestleMania, Summer Slams. Uh, talked about my TNA career on there. But, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of guests. We had Ronda Rousey. Um, you know, uh, we also had uh, Randy Orton on. Uh, we, we have a lot of great guests. So we, we, uh, we stay busy. Wow, that's awesome. Do you, you know, do you like kind of therapeutically going back and, and revisiting the career? You know what I mean? You like doing that? Yeah, yeah. I don't mind talking about it. It's a lot of fun to go back and reminisce and, uh, you know, talk about the stuff that occurred. A lot of stuff I forget and I have to watch it over again. So, uh, you know, I, I try to prepare for my shows every week and make sure that uh, I have answers to all the questions. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Well, Kurt, thank you so much for all time. Once again, really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it, John. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You could follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You could check us out on Facebook. You could subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com two-man power trip where the power lies brother he's caught up man he can't even move with that leg bar leg scissor great five completely with the ankle lock Lashley may pass out Lashley may pass out from the pain He's hanging on. He's tapping. He Kurt Angle won. Holy crap. The winner of the match and new world heavyweight champion, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is now six-time TNA World Champion. The Hall of Famer is champion. The Angle era is real. What a match. First off, congratulations to Kurt Angle. As far as world championships, that's his 14th time of being a world heavyweight champion. And the emotion has taken over America's pride in Kurt Angle. But tip your cap to Lashley. He had no choice but to tap, man. There's no shame in tapping. He was caught. 
You gotta lift a fight another day. He could not get out of the great round around that leg and the and the ankle lock. There was no way for him to get out, Josh. He had a tap. He had to tap. Earlier tonight, Kurt Angle called Lashley the most dominant wrestler in the history of TNA. And tonight, Kurt Angle has bested Lashley for the TNA world title. That's what it's about. Bad respect for each other. Two tremendous, phenomenal wrestlers. What a match. Congrats to both men and the world champion, the new world champion. So let's take everyone back and show everyone how this unfolded in the early goings. It was the power of Lashley that was in control. Yeah, we saw that early going. I mean, and, and it was a kind of a back to forth thing a little bit. But then Kurt Angle was able to hit these German suplexes early in the match, which surprised me. And he kept going back to the suplexes. And Lashley at some point was able to deliver the spear. We thought it was over here, and somehow Angle was able to go on. That spear, as you saw, was insane. I thought he had Kurt. So did you. We thought he lost, but not up. Kurt Angle would go for the fourth ankle lock, and you said he grapevined the leg. That means he used his legs, right? Exactly, and you, you just immobilize your opponent, as we're looking at right here. We're seeing Lashley's immobilized. He can't go anywhere, Josh. He doesn't want to tap. His pride's hanging on, but he had no choice. He had to tap. Every leg is his title. Kurt Angle has done it all. The TNA Hall of Famer is now TNA World Heavyweight Champion. What an emotional night for Kurt Angle. I, I you know, I, I predicted the win. I'm not putting myself over, but I, 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 I'm still shocked that he won. You know what I mean? Like, just all the years Kurt's been in the ring, all the, all the injuries he's been through, all the ups and downs in his personal life. But yet he's in the middle of the ring, in a six-sided ring, looking at his new TNA World Heavyweight title. I'm so happy for Kurt Angle on a personal level. I do kind of feel bad for Lashley, too, because the dude got caught and couldn't get out. I've been there. I know what that's like, and it sucks. But you don't want to get to lose your title to anyone. Why not? Kurt Angle. Lashley will have another opportunity, many opportunities down the road for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. You can't help but think about what happened about a month ago. No one knew the future of Kurt Angle. Now he's TNA World Champion. What a night this was, Josh. This was a sick night. You're not kidding, partner. We want to thank everyone for joining us. What a night it's been on Destination America. Kurt Angle is your world champion. Yeah, come in. Hey, Vance. Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. That's not the hug I'm used to getting. Oh, man. I can't help it. I'm just, I'm just kind of down in the dumps. It's, this damn invasion thing. And then on, on top of it, I mean, my kids turned against me. You still got me? You still got Stone Cold, I'm right here with you. And I appreciate that. That's nah, not helping you, is it? No, no, I, I no, 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 I, I, I don't mean to take that for granted. I appreciate that. I I'm not, listen, I know this invasion thing's got you. I'm right Your hair's falling out. I know your kid, not too bad. I know your kids leaving you, it's kind of like getting stabbed in the back. But I got something that's going to help us. It's going to help you. It's going to take away this whole invasion thing. It's going to bring back your kids. It's going to erase all your problems. Should I tell him? Like I know what it is, I don't... Never mind. I got something that's going to solve all your problems. You do? It's going to solve all these invasion things. WWF, number one. Shane and Steph, 
Back air by your sides. All right. I'm up for that. I'll be right back with the answer to all your problems. All right. I'm looking forward to this. Damn invasion is full scale. What the hell is Stone Cold going to do about it? He's going to do something to change the face of invasion? Give it up. Liz, do you think I know anything? He tells me nothing. I just hope he brings me Paul Heyman's head on a stick. That's what I'd like. I'm back, Vince. Steve. Hey, pal. Yeah, you, what are you going to do? The answer. You going to hit somebody over the head with this damn guitar? That's not what we need now, Vince. We don't need violence. That's not the answer to our problems, man. Look at me. Trust me. Let me explain. Deborah, scoot over, please. Thanks, honey. I appreciate the support. Sit down, Vance. Let me explain something to you. Ever since I was a little kid, yep. if I ever had a problem, my dad would break out the old guitar and sing me a few songs, and I'd forget about the bully next door picking on me or whatever the problem was. I couldn't do the homework right. I'd forget about it. All through words and music, provided by my father. That's what I'm offering here. Words and music. Inspiration for you. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, you got this invasion thing. WWF is about to go down the drain. You're losing your hair. Steph, Shane, stab you in the back. They twist a knife, walk out of your life. They betrayed you. Look at me. Stone Cold is here to sing to you and solve your problems. This is inspiration, man. Can't you feel it? This is like... It's like chicken soup for the soul. Right. Here's a little number my dad used to sing to me. And it always worked every time. And I was just a little kid, sitting on his knee, and he starts strumming the guitar. Well, here it is. And this is from me to you. Yeah, but you can sing along if you know the words. It's a little out of tune. Song, do da, do da. Come on, every captain, lady, sing your song. All do da day. Hey, Vince. Steve, Deborah, how you doing? Hey, all night. What are you doing? on the bobtail leg. Somebody been on the... I'm trying to cheer up, Mr. McMahon. What are you doing? You got no business being in here. You're cheering him up singing a song? It's chicken soup for the soul. I'm inspiration. Look at him. He's relieved. His hair's growing back. Look, look at you. Look at me? It's written all over you. What? Look at him. What? You're jealous. Of that? You're jealous of my relationship with Vince McMahon. You're jealous of the fact that I can sing. Hey, you can sing. I, I was in the Glee Club in high school. Two years. Really? Yeah. Can you play the axe? What's the axe? It's the oh, guitar. The guitar? Uh, well, I play the ukulele. It's got two less strings, but I think I could... Probably carry a tune, yeah. You can't play the guitar. Yes, I can. You can't play the guitar. Yes, I can. You can. Yes, I can. You can. I can. You can. Can. Here, you talk me into it. Let's get over, baby. I'll help you out. Okay, oh, this is the cheer Vince up, right? That's what I'm trying to do. I'll help you out. Do you really <coughs> think this is a good idea? Well, I know it was till he come in. 
Um, can you move over? You make me nervous. Yeah. Not another way. You're your wife. Okay. Okay, I think this one will cheer you up, Vince. Um. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. I got Olympic gold. I got Olympic gold. I got Olympic gold. I don't care, Jimmy Crack. What? What are you doing? I'm trying to cheer up Vince. Cheer up who? Vince. Where is he? Where'd he go? You ran him out of the room, you stink. You're horrible, you're pathetic. Well, I wasn't any worse than you were. I listened to you when I walked in. I spent a lot of money on guitar lessons. I'm great. Tell him I'm great. Well, they That's didn't. right. They didn't work. Did too? Did not. Did too. Did not. Did too. Did not. 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 Did